0: Before we jump in, I just wanted to remind you that for the remainder of December, we will be re-airing our top four most downloaded episodes, starting today with number four, Self-Care Part One, What Is It, and Why Should I Care? We will be back with brand new episodes starting Wednesday, January 6th. See you then. How do you blow off steam? Are you worn out because you feel like you're on all the time? How does taking care of yourself benefit others?
1: Has this pandemic changed the way you deal with stress? Today, on Kids These Days, we're going to talk about self-care and why it should be on the top of your to-do list every day.
0: Excuse me, who are you? It's me, Sarah, it's Rudy. Everyone, welcome, Rudy. What a perfect episode for you to join in for
1: your first time. Hey, it's Sarah. And Rudy and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Caring for children can be stressful.
0: You have the responsibility not only to teach, but also change diapers and prepare meals. You're having to create a nurturing environment for little ones, and all of this can make anyone feel extremely overwhelmed. Rudy, if you, like, had to give a percentage, like, a rough
1: guess of where you're operating right now, capacity-wise, where would you rate yourself? Honestly, I would probably say about 50%. I'm legit in survival mode right now. Um, It's just really hard. What about you? I think if I gave it an overall average, like maybe (laughs) 63, 64%. a random number.
0: It depends on the day. I mean, Actually, it depends on the time of day or the minute within my day or how many Zooms I had today or.
1: Yeah. I mean, is it really possible for anyone to operate at 100% on a given day? I think it's safe to say uh, 100% is not achievable
0: right now. Right. The world is not operating at 100% right now. We're still having to do all of those things that we did when we were operating at full capacity. You know, we still have those same expectations being laid on us as professionals, as parents, as spouses, friends, coworkers, you know, kind of like we're all cups of coffee sitting on a hot plate. And when the hot plate is left on, the coffee just starts to evaporate. And if we're not pouring more coffee into that cup, it burns out of the bottom.
1: That's a really good way of thinking about it. And that's what happens when we have all this unrelenting stress, it's called burnout. And we all hear about burnout. It's that, you know, physical, mental and emotional burnout where we are just not at full capacity. Our coffee cup is definitely not full. Have you seen some of those coffee
0: cups? Like people actually then drink out of them later. And you know, if we're letting our body, right. those coffee cups. Hmm. <laughs> so, so what do we do? Is it hopeless? Mm-hmm. I, I know some days it feels hopeless, but you know, I think can are there ways that we can prevent that burnout or
1: maybe take the bite out of that bitterness a little bit? Oh, for sure, but I think it takes a lot of self-awareness for you to recognize when you're burnt out. You know, you have to figure out what those boundaries are and then you have to draw them around what you do so that you can tend to your physical and emotional well-being. I mean, think about it. You have to practice self-care.
0: I feel like I have heard that so much lately. Legit, like every third email in my box. I sent you an email. I forwarded you an email from you my did. Doctor's office the other day that was like five stoops to self care, and I hear it on the news. And I think that I think that this can be confusing, right? Self care is probably going to
1: look different for everybody. You think? And it's a product of the time. That's why self-care is being so emphasized right now. Like you said, your doctor's office, everybody is talking about self-care, but they're not really explaining how we're supposed to do it. True, so
0: let's hit our people with a solid and genuine definition. The way Rudy and I define self-care is that self-care can be activities and practices that we engage in on a regular basis to reduce stress. Self-care also helps us maintain and enhance our short and long-term health and overall well-being. And the most important thing, I want you guys to hear this and take it in and sit with it and give it space. Self-care is not selfish. What does your self-care look like?
1: Well, just Knowing you and knowing me, I know our self care is going to look very different. Um, mine depends a little bit also on what's going on in my life and how much time, realistically, I can dedicate to myself. And like you said, that has a lot to do with parenting. Sometimes I feel like it's really hard to put your needs above, you know, your family and what everybody else needs, especially if you got little ones who really rely on you for everything. I think my self care tends to surround mindless tasks around the house. Um, I like to also watch cooking shows and I like to watch and judge them (laughs) and I like to think about what I would do differently in the kitchen and and how they ruin their yummy cookies but so do you like to
0: like look at those the pinterest fails
1: or whatever oh you know it what did you expect and then fail Uh, I also enjoy crafting I mean I know that that's one of the things that you enjoy as well so is that what your self-care is too definitely sewing
0: podcasting I mean, and I'm not saying that just so that you guys listen more, but it has been self-care and that made me very self-aware of a lot of things about myself, which I guess self-awareness is knowing things about
1: yourself. Right. And then hearing great comments from people who listen and knowing that what you're saying and doing is reaching people. I think that Mm. that's really great.
0: That is such a part of self-care and self-awareness is being able to take compliments from other people. And it's really easy for you to do that when someone says it on the phone or via text, but to have one of my capital F friends tell me to my face over Zoom. So as you can see, (laughs) self-care is easy. In a plain emergency, right. You know, they talk about that whole, why is it important to put your mask on before you put others on? Right so if we equate that to self care that actively looking after your own mental health and well-being you can be more effective in your support of the young people you work with and and the other people you work with your your spouse right. your friends um co-workers have to be, yeah your co-workers yeah absolutely especially right now i think a lot of people right this whole the whole idea of being quarantined in your home, right? Maybe if you're on Zoom every day, you're only, you're only seeing your coworkers. But I think the idea really is, and we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the episode, but um, you have to be at capacity and know what your capacity is to be able to care for others in that physical, mental, emotional. And we'll talk more
2: about capacity and what it means right after a quick break. The Infant-Toddler Specialist Network is currently accepting applications to be a part of a mini-grant program that will take place from January to June 2021. The goals of the program are to improve the quality of childcare for infants and toddlers and to increase the number of infant-toddler childcare slots. During the six-month period, participants will engage in virtual or online trainings and participate in monthly coaching calls with an ITSN specialist and other mini-grant recipients. A limited number of mini-grants will be available on the following topics, sensory activities and integration, infant-toddler mental health, nature-based learning, dramatic play, music and play-based learning, science, and math. Applications are due Sunday, December 13th at 1159 p.m. To learn more about eligibility and how to apply, please visit the link in the
1: show notes. Before we talk about the why behind self-care, let's talk a little bit about capacity. What do we mean by that? Our solid and genuine definition of capacity is our literal cup of abilities, our ability to balance our needs with the needs of others, as well as our mental abilities, and our ability to perform, you know, our day-to-day jobs, responsibilities at home, all the good stuff we have to do every day. You know, and being that we're all unique individuals, of course, it's important to remember that our capacities, mm-hmm. just like the self-care that we engage in, the you know, the sewing, the crafting, the, you know, just doing my list tasks, you and I are very different in that way. Mm-hmm. So all these are going to look very different as well. And that is okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So I have to admit, the last few months, especially with this podcast and Corona, that have really been key in me finally beginning to understand that my capacity any given situation is key to preventing my own burnout. I'm the only one responsible for preventing my own forest fires. Exactly. I, I am my own smoky bear. <laughs> <laughs> I finally figured out that forest fires, well, you know, burnout is an intense form of that ongoing stress that can happen to anyone, no matter how passionate you are about your job or how much experience you have in the field, like, legit burnout can
1: affect anyone. And doesn't that make you feel a little better that, you know, we're not alone. Yeah. We just don't talk about this enough in order to realize that, like you said, it can affect anybody. And, you know, educators right now, especially, they're, just think about it, they're at a higher risk of experiencing higher levels of this chronic stress and this burnout. Think about the duties and responsibilities that. You know, educators can go through on a day by day. I mean, you talked a little bit about meal prep and diapering and feeding and cleaning and lesson planning. Shall I go on? (laughs) I mean, those outside expectations that Mm -hmm. honestly sometimes they're not developmentally appropriate. You know, other parents, Mm -hmm. other educators, or legislators, Sarah. The legislative body has such a
0: unique challenge Mm -hmm. in being responsible for the people. And they operate from that place of looking at the big picture. And I think, you know, we've experienced the benefits and the not benefits of legislative control. But I think that recognizing legislators and parents and educators Mm -hmm. and and co-workers are people too. Right? Exactly. And, and, And then, because then that's our job as educators is to advocate and speak out for those kids but that's huge my goodness if we're talking about stress and burnout now you want me to add advocate to my list of things to do Mm -hmm. during
1: a pandemic right right how do you advocate for others and yourself in that situation it's no wonder that
0: our previously full cup seems perpetually empty Mm -hmm. or at least less than half full
1: for sure you know our responsibilities are not the only thing that are making us feel burnt out. Mm. You know, we want to feel supported in Mm. our jobs. We want to know that we're valued in our hard work. And, you know, not feeling like we're valued, that can easily lead to burnout as well. I mean, just take this for example, there was a report by the Learning Policy Institute. It said that between 19 and thirty percent of teachers leave within their first five years of teaching. I can't imagine. I don't think
0: that. about so many teachers right now. I realize it is very timely for us to talk about COVID and the pandemic and. Mm-hmm you know, I know you and I've had that conversation about not mm-hmm. over covid but I think it's really important, you know, if we already have this statistic that between 19 and 30 percent of teachers leave in the first five years, mm-hmm. I'd be real interested to see what right. those statistics look like in the next couple <laughs> of years. Here's the other thing I'm thinking about. What about parents? I mean, I know it's not an easy job keeping tiny humans alive. It's super easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like the examples above would apply to parents even more so right now. Yeah, I think many parents have had to become that formal educator for their child. In mm-hmm. addition to all the parent stuff, the money maker, food provider, bath giver, book reader, whatever. And I would imagine that that's pretty stressful. And I'm also pretty sure that you can't leave that job five
1: years in. You know, Sarah, sometimes I just wish I could, I'm just kidding. You know, I have a, I have an 11 month old right now. Um, And since March, we have had our parental abilities put to the test Mm -hmm. time and time again, as I've shared with you um, outside of the podcast. So, you know, our childcare program having had challenge after challenge due to COVID and everything that it brought with it. And, you know, at the end, it just became it was just in our best interest to bring our son home and full time. Yep. You know, he's so much happier now. Um, he doesn't have quite a challenging time, challenging behaviors like he did in childcare. And that's, that's nobody's fault. That's just a product mm-hmm. of COVID. And I think that that's important to remember is we tend to want to put blame on something when and, in and self-care sometimes just needs to happen, <laughs> just needs to happen. But yeah, he is so much happier now. You know, it doesn't take away the fact that my spouse and I work from home still and yeah. my spouse goes to school as well, full time. Yeah. And we have a mobile child who has started to cruise along yes. the couches. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we somehow have to manage to bathe and feed ourselves as well. so important for me as a mother and as a professional to remember to engage in this self-care. And now more than ever, it's so important to prioritize because of those you know, there's a bunch of different roles that I'm in now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I don't engage in self-care, you know, what's that going to do to, how is that going to affect my job, my roles as a mother, as a, you know, professional, as an educator, as a wife, Mm. as a human being. Mm. So, you know, sometimes can't manage the time and space to do it, right? Sometimes there's just no time or space. And that's what we say to ourselves in order not to do it. Um, but I do think that we need to try.
0: We talked earlier that self-care is not selfish, right? I feel like you just put that into words, you know, is it easy? Heck no. You know, especially when you have tiny humans and Mm -hmm. other humans that depend on you. Mm -hmm. I think what I took from what you just said, what I heard you say is that yes, it's important. I can't fully imagine how difficult it must be for you to be able to put yourself first, to draw your boundaries, to make sure that your cup is more than empty. But I know that when you put yourself first, that you can more effectively help your little person and your big person. Mm -hmm. And with self-care, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to refill our cup to increase our mental capacity to be the best educators and moms and dads and spouses and co-workers that we can be.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking when you said that about how important it is to be modeling self-care for those little ones to see when you just, I just had this moment of realization that by telling my son that you know, when he understands that mama needs five minutes to just wash her face or to use the restroom uninterrupted. (laughs) Something as simple as mama's going to get herself a sandwich because mama hasn't eaten and it's very important to feed ourselves. I mean, just think about the way that you are, you know, explaining why you're taking a few minutes to yourself. Aren't we giving children that example that they can say, I need five minutes to myself or I need to take care of myself right now. And I just had that realization that we're also modeling self-care to children when we engaged in self-care. So it's more important now because of that as well.
0: Well, maybe that's why it's so freaking hard for us to do it now. Right. Not to blame the adults before us, because I do think we live in a society now where talking Mm -hmm. about self-care, it's become such a part of our um, societal vernacular that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to talk
1: about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sister! You just blew my mind there i think <laughs> I think the clue here is, and what we're trying to do here is is bring it back to a topic of conversation and normalizing yeah. self care yeah. and it's not you know not stigmatizing it for being like you you know like you mentioned selfish by being aware of our own capacity mm-hmm. we're going to be able to help you reflect and stop when you're reaching your own limit
0: that requires me to acknowledge your limit and embrace Mm -hmm. that you're at your limit and then model you through that. I mean, I feel like doing that helps you become a more focused educator, a more focused parent. Now you know what self-care is and why it's
1: so important. Maybe you're wondering, how do I do it? What is the recipe for self care? Well, guess what? We have created a short self-care checklist that you can fill out to see where you are in your self-care journey. Then next week, we're actually going to give you some tips and tricks and concrete practices that you can actually start using um, that very same day to take the next step in your self-care journey. Be sure to check that out in the show notes.
0: You can download it, print it, slap it on your refrigerator.
1: Remember, self-care is not selfish and it takes practice. It is a daily and long-term activity that is meant to enhance your overall well-being. Stay tuned for next week's episode, self-care part two, where we talk about how to engage in self-care. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families, Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency and no official endorsement should be inferred.
0: If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or previous episodes, please email us at kids these days pod at gmail and follow us on instagram and facebook at kids these days
1: pod be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes below and don't forget to hit subscribe this episode was written recorded and edited
0: by sarah holmes and rudy benavides infographics by rudy benavides music track hackbeat by kevin mcleod